It's time for the Believer, Unbeliever, and In-Betweener podcast. Join in on the conversation as three friends discuss socially relevant topics in view of biblical truth, where scripture meets skepticism. Welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Michelle, and Cheryl. All right, well, welcome back, everyone, to our next episode. And today we have an interesting kind of different discussion for everyone. Um, the three of us were recently talking about, you know, some of the challenges that um, women face who are single and over 40. And, you know, Cheryl is um, in that demographic now. We were just kind of talking with her about some of the challenges that she personally faces as a single woman over 40. And we thought, you know, Cheryl, can you maybe enlighten us? Like, what are some of the challenges that you face and women in your demographic face today around, you know, topics like sex and dating? Sure. Thanks. Um, well, I could start by saying it's a nightmare, but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's a, it, or I should say it's a minefield trying mm-hmm. to navigate. I, I belong to a group of single women who are also uh, over 40. And so we, we, we talk about this all the time online and give each other advice and give each other support. Um, but a lot of the things that, I mean, I know what I, what I dealt with was of course um, the lack of seriousness. So, you know, in my later thirties, early forties, really trying to date and kind of lock something down. Um, most of the guys were still kind of acting like 18 year old frat boys and, you know, they still weren't ready. So um, that's and a what challenge I here. What's that? Cheryl, like, like, what were the age ages of these men that you were? That you're oh, running? it was any range. It didn't matter if you, you know, went a few years younger. It didn't matter if you went a few years older or stuck around your own same age. Um, and the women in my group will attest to to that too. That it just kind of didn't matter what age range hmm. that you that you went for. Uh, they. They just, the men have just, I don't know, just miraculously, whatever, uh, you know, whatever decade this started a generation ago, but they're just not mature. Do you um, notice, do, are they like, um, are a lot of them never married before or so were they a lot of them divorcees? Just out of curiosity. Good question. And it, it was... I would say mostly divorced. Mm, um, you know, a, a lot of women will say if a guy hasn't been married yet, there's kind of like, hmm, what's wrong with him? Mm. You know, because uh, if a guy wanted to settle down, there's usually a line of women waiting to do that. So um, if he if he's not, it's kind of like, why not? Mm. Um, and to your question, most are divorced. And then of course they spend a couple of years in a, in a, I'm not going down that road again. And I just want to mess around. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's challenging. So we, even in my singles group, we tend to have this like strong, you know, he has to be divorced for at least two years before you get involved because before that he's still messed up and he's still either closing that chapter or um, still sowing his oats or, you know, whatever. He's just not ready again. Right. Mm. that's tough and Cheryl what about the women are they also most of them divorced as well 
Yeah, I would say it's it's uh, either you know fifty to seventy five percent are definitely divorced. You know, a lot of women had been married for twenty or thirty years, and so that they're dating for the first time, and this is a completely bizarre. I mean, I can't even imagine because I've at least been single my whole life and kind of, you know, was able to slowly adapt to all the different changing dating scenarios. But imagine being married for 30 years and then all of a sudden you you're, find yourself divorced and now you have to figure out how to how to do, you know, Tinder. You know, <laughs> I mean, this yeah, is, no, like, oh, nobody. How about, <laughs> how about widows and widow? How did you find a lot of widow widows or? Yeah, yeah, there there actually are a, an unusually large amount. Hmm. Um, and you know, Michelle, you bring up a good point with widow because you know any anyone can find themselves in this demographic. You know, if you're married today, there's no guarantee. You know, I'm not trying to be you know a Debbie Downer here, but I mean, the truth <laughs> is that, um, you know, anyone can be di- become divorced and anyone can become a widow. Yeah. Um, that's so, a good point. You're not necessarily like, you know, covered for life now, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, and this makes me think of my mom because my, my mother, um, you know, was divorced after she fit the category you just described, you know, married 20 some odd years, two kids, ended up divorced in her, I think it was late forties, early fifties. And, and she did eventually remarry, which I think is kind of rare for her age group. Um, But yeah, she did end up getting remarried in her sixties. So I think that for women who are in that situation that do wish to be remarried, there is hope. And I think my mom is a, a testimony of hope. You know, yeah. I think there's a lot of women, um, and, and I hear this from a lot of my mother's friends, is that they feel, well, I'm too old now to get married, and mm. you know it, that's not true. If if a woman desires to be remarried, uh, or even a man in that situation, um, there there is hope. There are other people that are within that age group that are also single, also find themselves either divorced or widowed, like you're saying, Cheryl, or maybe never having been married at all, right? That want to be married. So for anyone out there that's listening that falls into that category and they do want to be remarried, there is hope. Well, I'll tell you, I I don't hear much these days about women acting like, oh, you know, I'm I'm dried up old goods. I, I you know, it's too late for me. Like I don't hear that 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 uh, message anymore that we used to hear. I hear a lot of like, Hey, I love my life. I got a lot of good things going on. I got my friends. I got my dog. I got my house, got my car. I got my job. I'm good. Like I hear that a lot. So it sounds like they're not really looking to be. Yeah. Like they're not really looking for a man all the time, which is great. I mean, you know, that's fine too. And and that's fine too. It doesn't mean a person has, has to be remarried. I just know in, you know, watching my mom going through what she went through, you know, there are a lot of her friends that want to be remarried and, and are battling that, you know? Yeah. Um, what, are, what is the percentage of um, like believer and unbeliever type of people that go on that too? Is it of a, I don't know, is it harder? I'm curious to know, is it harder for like an unbeliever, unchurched person, you know, cause I know a lot of Christian people that, you know, are single and they go to church and they're involved they find they, some of them find love, not all of them, but 
kind of like, I don't know. I, I'm just wondering if there's like um, something to that. If um, meaning what, Michelle? That if a woman, if there's a, a believer, well, a, a I, woman who's a believer, she. I don't know. I don't know. If I don't I'm know. Clear. I'm just. I don't know. I'm just thinking like, it, why is it harder? I'm just thinking spirituality wise. Like I know, like they have these different dating sites. They have, you know, like I said, Tinder and whatnot. Um, but they also have like Christian websites. Which one is more? Like we should have done a little research maybe to see the success rate as people are believers and people who are unbelievers. I'm just kind of curious. I don't know. I don't have any statistics on that. I could just tell you what I hear from single women. Um, which is mostly, um, and I know a lot that are Christian and a lot that are not, um, again, no, no exact numbers, but, uh, um, a lot of, a lot of people complain about sites like Christian mingle. Like mm. a lot of women will complain that boy, the, the men on there sure, you know, they're, they're anything but Christian, mm. you know, okay, that's interesting. and you, you do have to, you know, with, um, with online dating sites, I mean, it's, it's the perfect breeding ground for predators, you know, mm, so mm -hmm. it's the perfect place for somebody with a sinister agenda. Yeah. So what better, like if the guy has a sinister agenda, I mean, why not join Christian mingle and make himself look like the perfect right. Christian man that, that women want to be with. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so true. it's not, it's not a guarantee of meeting a good guy, you know, right. that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's that tough. is, that's, that's a very good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Michelle, to your point, I mean, there are different um, considerations that a woman of faith would need to make. And obviously this would go for men as well. But if we're just sticking specifically with women, a woman of faith who finds herself single and um, over 40, you know, one, the Bible says that believers need to marry in the Lord. So if you're single, then if you're looking to remarry, that person has to be a Christian. And to Cheryl's point, you know, a, a person would need to test that other individual, try that individual, make sure that they're not posing mm -hmm. as a Christian, because yes, there are many professing Christians that are not Christian and they're posing as Christians, whether they know it or not. I mean, there are some people that aren't saved, but think they're saved. And then there are some people kind of what, like what Cheryl's saying, they wear Christianity as a mask to deceive people. Mm -hmm. uh, either Steph, way. I'd love for you to, because I think we talked about this a long time ago. Um, you, I think you had some, some ways of, of kind of quickly, mm. yeah, like quickly yeah. vetting, vetting someone out. If you could share that with the audience, that would be great. Yeah, th thank you, Cheryl. Yeah, good point. So I would recommend that number one, if you're a woman and you meet a man who says he's a Christian, look to see what his relationship with the Bible is. Does he recognize the Bible as the written inspired word of God? Does he read his Bible? Um, does he know the gospel? I would always start there. What's the gospel message? Ask the, ask the guy. What's, can you tell me what the gospel is? See if he even has the gospel correct. Number one, number two, look, look at his relationship with the scriptures. You know, it might be something that if you're a Christian woman looking to date a Christian man, set some time aside to read the Bible together, mm. you know, see if he's like, Oh, let's do that tomorrow. Oh, I'm not really feeling like it. 
And those would be red flags. A man of faith, a strong Christian man should really be that, that spiritual leader in the home. And that's what a Christian woman would be looking for is a strong spiritual leader. And if he never even wants to read his Bible or he doesn't know what the gospel message is, he's not going to be that leader. Um, also prayer, look at, does he take charge in leading prayer or you the one that's always, Hey, let's pray. Hey, let's pray. You know, um, is he taking the initiative to, um, bring God and God's word into the home or in, into the, into your environment, or is God like a second thought, you know, look at, look at who he hangs around in terms of his, the Christian fellowship that he keeps. If he goes to a church, is that a biblical church? Most churches aren't even biblical these days. You know, is he going to uh, a biblical church? Because if if you end up marrying that man and he's the leader of the home, you, you know, you have to be in submission as a Christian wife under his authority. Is that someone you want to be submitted to? You know? Yeah. Let, so I, I would say let, let's, um, let's get down to the meat of it. I'm really curious to know as a single woman, Who's a, I mean, it's hard. We don't have a Christ follower, uh, a single Christ follower here. I'm curious to know about like sex, like women over 40, when they date somebody, it's like, I'm just curious to know how that, how that plays out. Like, cause I know someone, I should have asked her, but, um, although I don't know how I would ask her, but I know someone for many years and she's been single many years. She has a son who was actually 20 years old and she left her husband when he was a baby. So 20 years she's been single. Maybe she had a couple of dates here and there, but I'm always curious to know as a Christian, do you sleep with the guy? Do you, you know, if you're over 40 and you're a Christian, do you sleep with the guy? I'm just kind of curious, like how that works. And I don't know who we could ask. Do, do, do you sleep with the guy in terms of, is it obedient to the scriptures? Do you, or well, do you I know as far as obey, the, do it anyway? Like, well, yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, as far as the scriptures go, yeah, they say not to. Yeah. I feel like we we cut out. Wouldn't that wouldn't that just be um how devoted they are, you know, or oh, do they yeah. kind of let that one slide? Yeah. Right. Then, I mean then, do you, I know the scripture, you know, and then there's always that masturbation thing, you know, there's always that topic too where there it's 50-50 because it doesn't blatantly say not to do that, but then there are scriptures that would say, well, yeah, that's what this means. And it's kind of like, well, what it's such a hard um Yeah, because I you know, it, it's fascinating to me too, because, you know, back in the day, we all got married at 18. So there was no gap of waiting like that. You know, yeah. we, we weren't dealing with spending 20 years without sex or without masturbation. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like, what do you do? Right. Yeah. Because this wasn't even an issue back in the day. Girls were married when they were teenagers. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, so, well, we know from the scriptures, fornication is a sin. Fornication, by definition, is having sex outside of marriage. So if a woman over right. 40 is single and wants to remain unmarried, yeah. that's fine. But she also has to, um, if she's walking with the Lord in obedience to the scriptures, she, it's it's fornication if she has sex right. whoever she wants with whoever she wants, uh, whether it's in a committed relationship or not, if it's outside of sex. I mean, outside of marriage. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. And that's another interesting one because, you know, sometimes women after this age are just more like, you know, they're, they may be less inclined to actually sign the certificate of marriage and mm. just kind of cohabitate or, right. you know. Wow. That's tough. It's really gotta be a, a hard, 
hard. But it, in my in my single circles, I would say it's it's a little 50 50. I, I, I don't know. I just I, I wish I had a better percentage statistic. But um, there's a lot of, you know, hey, I'm I'm a grown ass woman and I'll you know, I've been locked. I've been on lockdown for 30 years. I'm doing what I want. And then there's other women that'll be like, nope, he ain't getting any of this until he puts a ring on it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just all over the place. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on just a whole bunch of factors, you know, what they've been through before in their life, you know, and then of course what their beliefs are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and even something like, you know, it makes me think of um, it makes me think of women who are divorced and Christian. The, the Bible does say that God is always looking for reconciliation. So let's say someone is divorced and their spouse is not remarried yet. It, you know, I would I would say for a woman of faith who finds herself in that situation to ask yourself is there any opportunity for reconciliation with your partner you know and not write that off as a possibility also um and that the answer is not always yes for everyone but depending on the circumstances or what happened you know if there is not a remarriage that took place i would i would say you know scripture says see if you can be reconciled You know, I mean, my, my parents actually got remarried to each other after they divorced. So, uh, um, and then divorced again, which was a mistake, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, it, it can happen. And again, a woman of faith, you know, the heart of, of Christians is reconciliation, forgiveness, and grace. Well, unless unless the person dies and then she's a widow and then. Right. And you know, well, yeah, I'm, I'm saying if there's not a remarriage that has happened, because once a remarriage takes place, then according to Deuteronomy 24, then it's an abomination to go back. So mm-hmm. that, that, that precludes that. Right. But if you're both single and you know, there's not abuse or, you know, it, it's something that um, maybe forgiveness needs to happen. Maybe um, there was a transgression that took place you know, is it forgivable? Is it something that you can work through and, and reunite the family? Um, you know, that, that's something too, to consider. That's always a tough one in single circles, because a lot of times the divorce was, you know, either a long time coming or, you know, they put up, you know, there's always probably a little codependency sprinkled in there where, you know, they gave something 7,000 tries and, you know, they just put up with way too, like too much, there were no boundaries, right? So too much happened. And the chance for reconciliation tends to be pretty low because there's just too much trauma and drama. Yeah. Kind of you know, that's like what I'm saying, you know, for women of faith, yeah. if, if, especially if the husband was also a Christian, because the Bible says if two believers divorce, let them remain single or be reconciled. Hmm. Right. So especially if, if it's two Christian individuals, a Christian man with a Christian woman, and they find themselves divorced, the, the instruction, biblical, the biblical instruction, instruction would be remain single or, or find reconciliation together. If there is no remarriage, right? The Bible is not saying if your husband remarried to go break up his marriage, that's not what it's saying. 
that but just me- to be clear, we don't want our listeners getting any kind of idea that, you know, <laughs> make it work no matter what. I mean, it, two people have to be willing and able. So if the other person doesn't want it, you, you know, there's nothing you could do about that. Right. Exactly. You can't force anyone, but I think that's why the Bible says to Christian, right? Because the heart of a Christian would be, you know, if he's a genuine believer and she's a genuine believer, um, then, then the heart of those people would be to forgive and, and work through it. And if there's codependency, then maybe get some counseling, get some help, you know, fix yourself, you know, um, God, you know, God is definitely not saying live in disharmony. Um, you know, and the Bible even says that, let's say there's an unbeliever married to a believer and the unbeliever leaves. You know, the Bible says, let them go, let them go. Don't, don't chase after an unbeliever. But if you find yourself in a marriage where you have an unbelieving spouse, don't divorce just because you have an unbelieving spouse. The Bible says stay together. Um, but if that unbeliever says, I don't want to live with a Christian now that you're a Christian and they depart from you or they divorce you, then let them go. And you're not bound to that marriage after that. Mm. Yeah. Because God says he called you to live in harmony and peace. So. Well, let's get back to the topic of sex and being over 40 and single. Well, like, yeah, I mean, well, Cheryl, why don't, why don't, why don't you kind of take that? You know, what other challenges uh, do single women over 40 have as it relates to sex? I think a, a big one I hear a lot from, from all the single circles is the, the women are now, you know, at this age over 40, they're, they're more independent, they're more in control of their own lives, they're more um, free, I, you know, maybe their kids are grown now, so they're like, oh, like, you know, I have my own time now. And they're very exploratory and, and learning to how to own their own decisions instead of doing whatever everybody else wants. And so, and I don't know if that lines up with sexual peak in these eight, you know, over 40 and over 50. Like, I don't know if that's where the hormonal thing comes from, where we all have really high sex drives at this age. And, and it's like you guys went back to your teenage years. Yeah. It sounds like, cause what this sounds like what kids do now, you know, right? Well, it, it just seems yeah, like college students are doing this, you know, instead of pleasing. Yeah. But that's more experimentation here. It's more like I'm owning myself. I'm not, I'm not pleasing other people anymore. I'm pleasing me. You know, my kids are grown. This is, you know, I've got my career. I'm not, I'm not everyone else's slave anymore. I'm owning me. Like, I think that's a common theme for women in this age group. And, but, but the sad flip part about that is that most of the men, they, they'll complain that most of the men are, are limp, <laughs> not, uh, not able to, pre- to perform much. So that's why they go and they date younger men, maybe, you know, like you, you think of like these entities. Yeah. So that, that might play into the multiple partner thing or the younger men thing. Absolutely. Wow. It just, uh, to me, it just still sounds like, I know you said it exploratory, but you know, the college, you know, spring breakers and whatnot, sleeping around with everybody and anybody because they're, you know, not listening to their mother and father and they're just doing what they want to do. And, you know, 
it's kind of well, yeah, that's just thing. not knowing the ramifications yet. I mean, right. But adults in yeah. their 40s know the ramifications and now they're making decisions based on, you know, whether whether they care or not, you know, whether it, whether they think it's going to affect them or not as an adult. And look, I mean, if we look at that demographic, that age group, you know, women, let's say 50 and over who were married, I would venture to say that most of them did not when they were younger, have a lot of sexual experiences. Right. No, and that's the thing. A lot of them are definitely like, you know, I was only with one guy for 40 years. I'm, I'm doing this, you know, (laughs) which, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of now we would say, you know, kudos to her, you know, like good for her that she didn't sleep around and have like, you know, sex with a hundred different guys. But, um, but it almost sounds like, it almost sounds like the mentality is, Oh, I missed out rather than, I did myself a service by sure. choosing a good man, not having sex with multiple partners and then getting married, probably younger. Because, so, right, we, we see that the older generation got married sooner than let's say our generation. Our generation tends to get married older, right? Because of college, right? It's like you go through college, you get a career and then you kind of think of marriage, you know? Where the older generation, you know, women weren't really college bound as much as I know, like, like our age group was, um, you know, I, I think about my family, my, my grandmother never went to college. My mom didn't go to college. It was, you just get married, and have kids. Right. Yeah. And so for me, I was like the first generation that came along in the family that it was like, no, nope, no, nope, no nope, different message. You're not, you're not getting married and having kids, you're going to school, you're graduating, you're getting a career, you're making your own money, then you could think about getting married, right? It was like a whole different message. So, but if we look at the older women who, you know, they didn't have a lot of those sexual experiences. So that could be why a lot of them are knee jerking in, in that other direction to your point, Michelle, where it may appear like, like a college kind of experience where it's like, Ooh, I'm free now. And I could, play around and, and do the things I didn't do when I was 20, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but that's as a, but then I always go back though to, you know, beliefs, you know, Christianity and whatnot, you know, how does that work? I'm just curious to know, cause I, I'm, I'm a Christ follower now and, you know, God, you know, good, I lose my husband and, um, you know, I don't want to, now I'm going to be out in the dating scene or whatever. And I just, I don't know. It's like, how does that work? It's like, I know, well, how would it work for you? Well, I, mean, well, I know I yeah, would, I would walk us through what you would do. Yeah. I go, well, what I would do is first of all, I would probably die because <laughs> I've been with my husband for many years. And I can't. after, after that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> after I die, after um, you resurrect, what would you yeah. do? <laughs> um, I, I mean, it would be really hard. It would have to, I would, I would go the Christian route. I mean, I would want to go and find a Christian man. I would, I wouldn't, I mean, I, I didn't sleep around. I had like one partner before my husband and, you know, I, and I think I would just, yeah, I would just wait and find somebody else. And if that happens, and then I would go, I would do that. I wouldn't sleep around. I wouldn't be like, oh, look what I missed out. Now I'm just going to go wild. I don't, I don't think this is what I'm saying. I don't think I would. Um, yeah. I, so I would, you would, you would date. And then let's say that, let's say you, you, you meet a Christian man and 
couple of months goes mm-hmm. by and he's like, okay, are you ready now? Like, I'm not right. I, I, I know, I know you would say that, you know, Christian man, isn't going to, isn't going to push, but, but the question is what happens when you date multiple guys? Cause this is what single women deal with every day, yeah. which is we have to date multiple guys because they take off if we don't do it. You know, yeah, so yeah, then I would then I would just I would just I would have to keep my, you know, just no, I would be like, so sorry, I'm not doing would it. Would you mind swinging the bat so many yeah. times because each one goes, well, I'm not waiting anymore. Bye. Well, then bye. I would have to say. Well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, a, a true a true Christian man would yeah, also would be looking for a Christian wife. Right. right. So there would be a there would be a similar mindset that a Christian man would want a woman who yeah. doesn't want to have sex before marriage. So that would be another that would be another test. That would be yeah. another vetting process where you're exactly it, yeah. right. And if this guy's not, like, oh, I'm a Christian, I follow Christ, and he's trying to have sex a month in, yeah, then he's not. There's something wrong with that. Then right. you got to run, yeah. go the other way. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Wanna... That would obviously be a red flag. Yeah, obviously a red flag. Yeah. Right, because right. you got to remember, like a Christian woman, like um, like what Michelle is saying, if if she found herself in that scenario, or even me, like if I found myself, God forbid, in that scenario, same thing. I mean, number one, we would look for authentic believers, okay. and so I would say that that topic would not be a challenge because there would be a similar mindset there. And then I think the value of being older mm-hmm. is that you know what you want, you know. Like when, when we're younger, there's less of a tendency to know what you need or what you want in a relationship. And I think as we mature and, and, and grow, especially if you've already been married, you know what's going to work, what's not going to work. Um, so probably finding the right match, um, you could probably go through things a lot quicker because you can discern things a lot faster than maybe you're not going to get um, a wool pulled over your eyes in a sense, you know? You kind of know you have to be engaged for. for 10 years. I mean, you could be engaged for, you know, a couple of months and get married because you, you know, exactly. What you want. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then marriage can happen a lot sooner. Um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my husband about this. I was like, where, where do we ever get this notion that um, you have to date someone for about two years before you get married? And I know the millionaire matchmaker says that she's like, you know, date for two years before you get married. And it's like, huh, I wonder if that's not working for us. You know, It's like, um, I that think it's weird to be across the board though. I mean, I would think if you're 21 date two years, but if you're 65, you don't have to wait two years. Like you already know what's going on. Well, yeah. And, th- and that's my point. I think that the, the, if there's a benefit to being older and dating is that, you know, yourself more and you know what you want, you probably are more established in your beliefs. So so marriage for those who want to be married. So like, if we're going back to Michelle's scenario, Michelle would be looking for a believer, not having sex before marriage. And if she found the right guy, they probably would be married soon. Right, Michelle? I mean, you think that's how it would play out for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, say that again. I'm sorry. My dog was barking. I had to mute her. Just repeat. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was just saying that, you know, in terms of how would it play out for someone like yourself or, you know, e- even yeah. myself, you know, you'd find a, a strong Christian man. Yeah. Wait to have sex until you're married. And yeah. then you probably would have a shorter engagement. Right. Yes. And, and, and it's interesting because you know, years and years and years. Right. Exactly. And, and but it could me, take years and years and years to find that guy. So it may, it may. And then would, 
more so celibate during that time. Yeah, she's supposed to be celibate during that time. And, and that's where I'm curious to Which know. It's not hard to do. Like I said, right. we need to get over ourselves. And this whole, it's not hard to do, but it's like. going to go been, blind because you don't have sex for a year. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, like, then I, you know, I talked to my friend who's a doctor and she says, you know, she and she's Christian and she believes that masturbation is supposed to be good for you. You know, that she, she doesn't believe that it's unbiblical. So that's where you get that argument. It's kind of like, well, then what do you do? It's like you have, you you have. Go back and you read your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Christian that says masturbation is okay. needs to go back and read their Bible. Yeah, but it doesn't say it like clear. Like I looked it up too. I was it doesn't like, have the word abortion in the Bible either, but do you believe it's murder? Yeah, of course, but. I don't know. I, it's a, it's a, that's anyway. Abortion is not in the Bible. There's no word for abortion and masturbation is not in the Bible, but it's lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. The Bible doesn't list every single uh, sinful act. Mm -hmm. It gives examples of what a sinful act looks like. And the idea is that you have the Holy Spirit in the scriptures to guide you to make wise, sound decisions. And right. Well, uh, I'm a strong believer that the Bible is very clear on, on masturbation being uh, not not something God. Let me ask you this. Do you think Jesus masturbated? No, I don't know. I mean, I don't think right. so. Do you think <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> he didn't, I can't he, picture he it. He didn't need to. If you ask yourself, do you think Jesus masturbated? You're, you just know. No, <laughs> not right about that. Right. The Bible says, give your body as a living sacrifice unto the Lord, that your body is the temple of God. Do you really think that's what God wants you doing with your body? Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, to me, I that, think still, I think it's still open for interpretation, but. Uh, well, yeah. And a person, I mean, that's between that Christian person and God, right? right? Yeah. So, I mean, if they're comfortable with that, that's between them and God. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Right. I'm and fully then, persuaded that that is not what God wants to doing with our body, but. Right. All right. So, so I would, yeah. So then, yeah, it would be a quick engagement and then you would get married. And I know that, you know, a lot of young kids nowadays in certain churches, they do that. Like they, they're, um, you know, not 19, 20 years old, they date for a few months. Next thing you know, they, they turn around and get married because. Well, remember a lot of that comes from also like they know it's wrong to have sex before marriage. Right. So get married so we can have sex. Yep get married I mean, so they can do right a they, lot of, you know it's it's potentially getting married for the wrong reasons too mm -hmm. you know well i guess if you yeah i mean it depends i mean i guess if you you something you know like when you meet somebody and you're very attracted to them and you just love them and, and they're christian like i'm just talking about these two young christian kids that got married and uh they're, they're living happy marriage you know from what i see on the outside they're on two kids and you know he's a um, worship leader and they're, they seem very happy. So I just, I guess you just, yeah, you just kind of know, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think we have to realize too, that every marriage is going to have challenges every single of course. one. Yep. Because it's the point of what marriage is. It's, it's right. a mirror for each other. So, so through marriage, God does a lot of healing yeah. in, in yeah. each person. So to go into marriage with this expectation that you're never going to fight. Everything's going to be perfect. I'm going to be amazing. He's going to be amazing. And la, 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 we're going to skip down this primrose path is completely unbiblical, number one, and totally fantasy thinking, right? right? Because, and I think that's where a lot of, well, a lot of divorce, I believe nowadays comes from the imbalance of gender roles where we have women being the head of the house and men 
being submissive to their wives rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, uh, what was I saying? <clears throat> but yeah, I see that as soon as challenges come up in marriage, most people want to run. Right. They just want to run. Oh, I can't believe I married him. Oh, I can't believe I married her. Oh, she's just like my mother or whatever. Right. And rather than learning and knowing how to work through it and growing together. Right. And marriage is the, is the mirror of, uh, you know, G your relationship with God, with Jesus. Good point, Michelle. You know, yep. it's like you, you, you have to, um, I don't know. It's one of the things we learned with love and respect when we taught it, you know, it's like always picture um, Jesus on your spouse's shoulder and, you know, and I've tried that before. I mean, there, would, there have been times where I want to rip my husband's head off because I'm just so mad at him. <laughs> and you, you just look and then all of a sudden I have to like picture that and then you just stop. So it's like you stop that crazy cycle of fighting over whatever it is, nonsense. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's just that's what we, we learned how the relationship, you know, because God is our groom and we're his bride. So... We have to respect his authority as the head of over us, just like our relationship with our husbands. We have to respect his authority over us, over me. And um, anyway, yeah, sure. There's. Can I share that um, my view of sex all these years was more of a, like when you're in a relationship, you have it. Right. Um, I definitely was not interested in one night stands or messing around, but I was always, I just kind of followed the kind of protocol that if you're, you know, in a monogamous re relationship with one person for months or years, you know, that's who you're having sex with. And so, so yes, I was always into relationship sex instead of casual sex, but every time the relationship, you know, broke down and the guy left and whatever, I obviously had to go meet someone new and start that process all over again. So I ended up with more partners than I wish I had, but that was never the intention. If that makes sense. Right. No, that, that makes know. sense. I, I get what you're saying. I, I yeah. yeah, I get, and I get I, it, but I know for me, a lot of women find themselves in that situation yeah, yeah well, i, I don't some women that tending to have 20 partners i think they're saying well he dumped me for somebody else and so i gotta meet somebody else you know well, I, I guess also i mean i i, I don't know it's just this is just me you know i dated i had a lot of dates i mean i was younger and maybe that's the re i think i got married when i was 27 but i was in a relationship with my husband we got married at 27 but we dated for five years and um i know before that I was still, I was what, 19. I was dating. I, th I guess I dated from 18 on till I met Joe. I had a lot, a lot of different boyfriends, but I never, I didn't sleep with any of them. You know, it's because it, I always had that mindset that if they, if I, if they asked me to sleep with them and I said no, and then they left me, well, then that's not the guy for me. You know, that, that was always my mentality. So maybe if people, a lot of people had that mentality, then you would, you know, people wouldn't be sleeping around with other men, you know, afraid to lose them because then that's not the guy for you. So I, I have, like I said, I've dated a lot and I didn't give my virginity up to any of them because I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to, to settle down with them or, 
the idea. I wanted to get married one day, but I was just like, yeah, no, mm -mm, not interested. I mean, that's what I go through now. Now I go through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sex is off the table. Um, and so the, the, the past three or four dates that I've had over the last three or four years, they've all, they've all checked right out when I wouldn't do it. So, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, yeah, now I'm fine with that. I think that's a good, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, maybe like, good riddance. Yeah, it's like maybe yeah. tell the, the single women that are struggling out there. I've been with, down that road already. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the single women that are over 40 that are struggling with that issue now, like maybe they want to meet people and then, but they feel that it's a, it's a flop because they didn't sleep with a the guy, then that's good. That's a good sign. They shouldn't be upset or get depressed over that it's just like oh that's it yeah but it you know it all depends on where you are in your journey I mean you can give anybody all the advice you want but where where you are in your journey is important because you know your your esteem could be really low and you know you're you're looking for validation uh, you know that's not going to stop you know, advice is not going to stop that person um you know, if someone spent their whole life with no boundaries and never saying no to anybody, right. that's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women, um, a lot of women go through life with the mindset of, if I do what you want, you'll love me. Or if mm-hmm. I give you what you need, you'll give it to me. And, you know, it takes us a long time to realize that's not how it works at all. Mm-hmm. So we've got to protect ourselves. Yeah. This took me a long time that that's not the way life worked. Yeah. So yeah. What's coming up for me is uh, we've talked about this before is because women have culturally become so what would be the word like free with having sex outside of marriage, it does make it difficult for women who are at a point where they're saying, look, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. It makes yeah. it difficult because that guy knows he can just yeah. you know, I go, mean, go to another woman. Pick someone yep. up, you throw a rock. Sex at this sometimes, point. sometimes all of us ladies are like, Come on, we all have to band together and say right. no. <laughs> yeah. right. but but there's some truth, truth, <laughs> truth to that. I think I'll tell you, you know, I think it's also like a lot of the me- like it's programming to these young women today, yeah. you know, yeah. in the, the, the past. Like, I know when I was younger, you know, with friends, sex in the city. You know, all these right. shows that are on the air where it's like, it's a lot, you're allowed. And now they have teen shows on even today that are even worse. Like they're even younger and um, where it, the sex is no big deal. Just sleep around. I mean, I just can't believe friends though. It's like, I used to watch it all the time, but, and yeah. not even thinking about how, wow, how promiscuous they were, how that was their goal of the whole show was who, who they were going to sleep with, you know? Right, Michelle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true that that show friends it mm-hmm. really i think affected us subconsciously along with yeah so many other things music everything you know yeah, yeah sex in the city was my show man that was my jam <laughs> that was my life <laughs> right and it was almost like if I was you carrie were... bradshaw and i was dating this <laughs> all the time oh my gosh right, right. But, but that but that was the subconscious programming which was yeah. you know, if you're 
successful and a smart woman and you're attractive, then you should be having sex when you want, with who you want, how often you want. And now today- That was a sign of success. Right. And now it's worse, but today it's so much worse because now it's all like, are you a woman or a man? Sleep with women, sleep, men can sleep with women. Oh, right, Michelle. Yeah. And it's it's so much like worse. It's just gotten worse. And with these poor young kids that they're watching- (laughs) You no longer have two choices of who you want to date. It's yeah. now, there's now 58 genders of who you might exactly. And then, and also like, you know, being, you know, adopting children or being unwed, you know, and having kids single, you know, without the husband, it's not important to have a husband, you know, that's another big programming thing message that they're telling kids to do. It's not, well, that's a, it's a, it's a delicate subject because uh, neither one is right. It's right. just, it's okay. You know, it's okay to move forward without a male figure or with, you know, without certain things, but um, doesn't, doesn't mean encourage it. It just means right. it's not vital to success. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So what else, Cheryl? What are some other challenges mm-hmm. that you see come up in, you know, for you personally, maybe, or or others who are single in this age group? Um, here's one that um, a lot of this this has never really happened to me so much, but I do hear a lot of women talk about like when they start to talk to a guy online within seconds. I mean, they just, the guy just doesn't waste time. He makes some kind of sexual reference. Like it's almost as if guys don't know how to speak unless they throw sex into it. Like they just don't know how to talk about anything else. And a lot of women get like, what the heck was that? Like, I'm not going down this road. I'm not sending you nudes. I'm not, you know, having a phone sex with you when I never even met you. Um, what is that about married ladies? I mean, we can't, we can't, you know, uh, hmm. we get, I, this has never happened to me, but women get sent dick pics all the time. Wow. Yeah. So what flights are they on? Like, like where are they fishing? What pond are they fishing in? <laughs> no, well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, you may be thinking of years ago when sites for, first came out and maybe they each had their own sort of, you know, demographic or something, but they're all the same now. So mm-hmm. every guy is on every woman. <laughs> do, do all those sites feed into each other? Like you yeah. have a profile on Match and it also shows up on other sites. Yeah, but there's there's a uh, no, there's like you, Snapchat. You profile on each one. Yeah, yeah like there's, all, there's also a lot, yeah, there are there are apps that you can you can go on. And it's it's sad because the young kids, it's it's saturating their lives because my friend's daughter, who is fifteen years old, has been um uh what's the word? Has been what's the word when you've been uh exposed? She's been exposed to all that stuff at such a young age. She's 15 years old with people sending sex pictures and on certain apps that these young kids have. And, um, and she's, yeah, so she's seen a lot of things that she should not have seen. And she's actually in therapy right now because it's, and the therapist even said it is bad. It is bad today, mm-hmm. especially for the young kids though. So could you imagine like, if it's bad for the young kids, I mean, the adults, you know, as Cheryl is saying, that people are, you know, sending pictures of their private parts and wanting to have phone sex. And I watched a movie just the other day, actually. It was, it was a Netflix, of course, Netflix. It was a Netflix show. And uh, it was some, something about somebody in Paris 
I forgot her name, Madeline in Paris or oh, something. Emily in Paris. Yeah, 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 Emily in Paris. And she had a boyfriend and they had sex over the phone. <laughs> it was like, and they show, you know, it was like crazy. So they're really, they're promoting all this stuff that, you know. So Cheryl, let me ask you this. If you had to recommend a site or a, a place mm. that, let's, let's just keep it to the demographic, single women over 40 could go. That, that you have found is relatively okay. Is there any advice anywhere you would say, do this, go here, or no? Um, I mean, not particularly. I, I liked Tinder. I liked, um, uh, let's see, I'm, I don't know. OkCupid was kind of dumb and, Plenty of fish seems to be a real nightmare. At least that's what I hear. Um, Bumble, Bumble is, uh, I think women like Bumble because they get to be in control. They like men cannot reach out to them. The women have to reach out first. So women do like that where nice. they don't get harassed. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. But um, I don't know. I've not really heard much of success rate. The most success rate I've ever heard of is mostly Tinder, which is strange. It started off as a, you know, as a real, like, you know, just get together for sex kind of, kind of uh, site, but it has morphed into, you know, kind of everybody uses it and, and you can just clearly state I'm looking for a relationship or I'm looking for whatever you're looking for. You could just say it, even though the men ignore that and contact you anyway. Uh <laughs> well, that's interesting, Cheryl, that you say Tinder because until you just said that my view of Tinder was probably the, the outdated view that it was like a hookup site. So for you to yeah. say it's yeah. evolved beyond that, that that's interesting. Okay. And some of them are starting like Bumble has Bumble BFF. Um, I know Tinder, when I moved to San Francisco, I used Tinder to meet women and I met a girl that we became such good friends. And then she introduced me to her group. And, and I had this like group of female friends finally, like that's how I met most of my close friends in San Francisco right now, because I use Tinder to find a woman to like talk to. <laughs> Interesting. That's smart. Yeah. What about meetup.com? Have you, um, I know they have like singles groups sometimes. And I mean, people like that to go, you know, do their hobby or their activity, but I don't hear much about ever meeting, a, you know, clicking with somebody while they're at whatever activity. Okay. Um, you know, it could happen, but I don't, I don't hear much about like, this is the best way to meet a guy. Like, no, usually when I, when I go to something on meetup and of course I haven't like obviously all this year, you know, so maybe a year or two ago. Um, but whenever I go to something on meetup, it was always mostly women. Cause it's only women looking right. It's almost like that. Let me go here just to see if there are some good guys around. It's not like you're going there because it's actually an activity you like. <laughs> so if you show up to an event just to meet men, well, it's just going to be a bunch of women in the room. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, <laughs> so that gets old fast. Um, now, yeah, Michelle. I don't know, man. I mean, I the consensus is ladies, stop trying to date. Just go you know, just go do the activity you like and maybe you'll meet someone, maybe you won't, but like, just stop looking. It tends to be, you know, cause you could drive yourself crazy. 
I was, yeah. Well, um, Michelle, I was just going to ask you being that you, the churches that you go to, are there any, I don't know, events for single people mm-hmm. through the church? Yeah. Um, what are, the what are those like? Do you, do you get any feedback? I, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I actually used to serve in, in that it was a singles uh, ministry and hmm, I, I didn't used know to, that. I used to be like, yeah, I, I just, I did it a few times a couple of years ago. Um, and it was fun, you know, and I was the bartender. There was no alcohol, but it, but I was, <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was, there were mock drinks, like mock mocktails. And I was, and it was neat. They had a really fun ambiance. It was like dim and it just looked like you're at a nightclub, but it's where single people would go, Christian people. And, um, or they would say they're Christian, but <laughs> anyway, it was fun. And they would meet once a week and they would have a pastor, um, you know, speak the word and they would, you know, sit and listen. And then, then they would mingle after it was fun. What was um, the age group? I mean, was it uh, young kids or it, were there older no, people? It, it varied. It, I would say it was, it varied. It was anywhere, I guess maybe thirties. I think they have, um, they do have certain, um, age groups. Like this one was, I think maybe single thirties and up. Then they have, um, once a week, then they have the younger kids. Like they have like college age kids they would all meet. Um, so really depends on, um, the age group, but yeah, they, they had a couple of different singles ministries and, um, and I went to the ones that were 30 and up and, um, but yeah, it was, it's neat. And I'm sure there are other churches that do the same thing. You know, they, they're, you know, you want to look for a church that has a lot of cool outreach, um, you know, ministries going on, but, uh, yeah. Oh, I just thought of another challenge. Um, a lot of women, let's say mid forties, if they want to date a guy their own age, well, the guy their own age is looking at the 25 year olds. Mm. That's a good point. Sure. And the guys that come after us are like 75. Mm. And so we're like, no, that's not an option. And so we do tend to feel like we don't have options. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that is a good point. I mean, yeah. unless they have money. <laughs> <I'm like> a... <laughs> <laughs> I just that is true, though. Well, <laughs> I think we can all agree that if you're going to marry an 80-year-old, then that better be the thing he has to offer because he doesn't exactly. have <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe I misunderstood what you said, Michelle. I thought you meant like if a, if a 40-something, 50-year-old guy is going to date a younger girl he's got to have money that's what i oh no no no. i'm I'm saying if you're at you know like (laughs) oh you mean if the 75 year old guy yeah the 75 80 year old man has to be you know well anytime i mean anytime there's an age disparity then that's what you better be bringing to the table otherwise (laughs) you know 40 years older than them That's kind of a given. And and we laugh a lot at, you know, sometimes there'll be like a 75 year old broke ass, you know, like bald (laughs) belly, whatever, like, and, and just acting confident. What? (laughs) Like you have nothing to offer. (laughs) I mean, these guys are confident, man. They could be living in in their mom's basement, unemployoyed, even like the 40 year old. Now I'm talking about everybody again, but Picking you up in a mobile home. (laughs) They have nothing to bring to the table, but they're like, why wouldn't you date me? You know? (laughs) My favorite movie is Failure to Launch. You guys. Yeah. It's like like that, except they don't look anything like Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like 
can overlook the fact that he lives at home. <laughs> it's uh, Bubba McBrewski living in the story <laughs> basement. So funny. Going, what? <laughs> What's <laughs> <laughs> and these women, you know, these women that are single today, I mean, they've got, you know, fantastic careers and they're beautiful and they're still in shape. And it's like, they feel so like, where's my equal partner? Like that guy doesn't exist, you know, or if he does exist, if there's a successful, good looking man, my age, he's looking to marry the 21 year old. So we're, we're, we're not on the same page, you know, so we'll never... I'm not saying it can't happen, but I mean, the ships keep kind of passing that way a lot in this age range, mm. you know? That is a good point. And we wonder, you know, is it because the guy, like if a woman is in her forties and successful, you know, and beautiful, smart and funny and everything, like just, if she's, if she's that put together and kind of that independent, is he afraid of that? Like he can't control that, right? I mean, she could leave any time if this isn't working out. I'd rather, you know, maybe he's saying I'd rather be with a young chick, first of all, if we want to have kids. Second of all, if, you know, she'll look up to me um, and maybe she's more apt to put up with my shit actually. Oh, that's what goes, that's what goes on a lot too with the single women. We'll be like, they don't want to be with us because they, we won't put up with their shit anymore. Whereas a 21 year old is like naive and, you know, still learning. And so she'll deal with stuff and they do like that. And the, the women that I, I know, forties, fifties, sixties, they are very like, you know, been there, done that, not putting up with shit anymore. And so they're very, very independent. Now, I don't know if that, you know, doesn't, doesn't, uh, if there's a, a more graceful way we can, you know, we can display that, um, but that definitely comes up a lot. Mm. I don't know if you guys have any advice for that. <laughs> um, hmm. that. That's a, I mean, I think again, and it also, this also goes back to what a person holds as their belief, but I, I think that when we look at the dynamic between a man and a woman in a committed, let's say marital relationship, the idea would be that the man is the lead and the head and the wife respects and supports that man. And so there could be something going on there where men are looking for women who will support them rather than a woman who's gonna almost be like another man in the relationship. Like, I don't know if maybe that could be Sure. Some of the, the, the dynamic. Um, but I know for me personally, I, I was very big into, um, you know, putting my boyfriend above myself and, and being like the doting supporting girlfriend and, um, didn't work for me. So even though I had my own jobs and stuff, but, um, apparently I wasn't, you know, I wasn't you know, like sort of the, you know, I am woman, hear me roar, fuck off. I can't, uh, I could open the door myself. Like I was not like that at all. I was very subservient, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I think that there's no, women need to 
work if they're single to support themselves, you know, and even when we look at the scriptures, it says, if you don't work, you don't eat. So the idea that um, when a woman is, is seeking a partner and she's single, she should have a job and she should be able to support herself. So I don't think that in and of itself should be a threat or would be a threat to a man, a good man. I just think that sometimes women go too far with that where their career is their life. And, you know, there are women that are very much like, you know, I got this, don't pay for me. Um, you know, right. I got the door. You don't need to open a door for me. And I think that's where it starts. Men do not like that. They, um, they find that very rude and disrespectful, like good men. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right. there are men that haven't grown up and they're still boys. And I would say the boy types like that. Um, but real men don't like that. Yeah. Um, they, they, men need to feel needed, you know, and they need to feel respected. Um, so I don't know, maybe there's for some women, maybe that's challenging to, you know, support the man and, and, and submit to the man that might be challenging for some women to do. Um, doesn't mean you can't have a job, but your job can't come before um, him if, if you're looking to marry, you know. Again, it all goes back to what is that person looking for? If a woman just wants to have sex and isn't really looking to get married. Um, then it doesn't matter. Then it's different. Then it's a different scenario, right? A woman of faith wouldn't do that, but you know, not everybody's a woman of faith. So if, if again, that's where it kind of drills down to being clear about what are you looking for? Who, knowing who you are, I would say a woman needs to know who she is. Who are you? What do you value? And what is it that you're looking for, right? If a woman says, hey, I just want sex. I really am not looking to get remarried. I really don't want anything else. And that's really who you are and that's what you're looking for. Okay, then that's what you're going to get. And if, and if the man doesn't call you the next day, that shouldn't shock you, right? Because that's what you wanted. That's what you wanted, right? So I think if a woman knows who they are and they're clear about what they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. That like's going to attract like, you know, you're going to find guys that are only looking for sex. If that's only what you're looking for too. Now, can something evolve sometimes? Maybe it might start as just sex and evolve into a relationship. Sure. That happens. Um, but again, a woman of faith would not fall into that category, but um or a, a woman like myself, who's an unbeliever, but I'm an unbeliever, but I also have matured to a, to a status of, I don't want anything casual. I know what I want. So therefore I'm going to say no to anything that isn't that. I know what I want now. Right. Yeah. And then that goes to, to like, you know, you knowing who you are. So I'm going to say no to anything else. Yeah. Um, now, are you waiting till marriage or are you waiting just to like a committed relationship. Like what's your boundary? Cause everyone should be clear about their boundaries too. Yeah. Well, for a while now, I mean, I, I want to back up to, to telling you and the listeners that um, like originally it would be, it would be no sex till commitment. Right. But then what is, but then you have to define commitment. 
Um, I think for a couple of years now, I've been on the no sex till marriage uh, bandwagon now, but what does that mean? Am I going to wait five years to marry the guy or are we going to get married quick? Right. Um, Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, and we discussed this before it would, you know, the marriage, the the engagement period would be a lot less than if we were 21 waiting to finish college and waiting to establish ourselves. Right. Right. Yeah. I do remember, um, man, a decade ago, you know, I, you, you would not get me to say, I I can't, you know, I can't survive. I would be saying I can't survive without without sex. Like I'm going to be having sex. Right. I need it every day. Um, you would, I would never be able to fast forward now a decade later and say, I have now been celibate for seven years. Um, and guess what? It's not a big deal. So, and I think women need to hear that. (laughs) So thank you for being transparent, Cheryl, and saying that because, I think women need to hear that it's possible. It can be done. Yeah, not a big deal at all. And so yeah. I, when, when. I, and it's something that should be commended. And let me say that. Yeah. Saving yourself is something to be commended. It takes strength. It takes uh, knowing who you are. And it takes being clear about your boundaries um, and not accepting less and not letting a man who wants to not, who can't honor your boundary move you, you know, away from what you value and what you think is important. Yeah. So I think that that needs to be commended. And it does make me feel stronger now if I start dating again, that, you know, that that's not going to be the thing I'm fighting, you know, oh, should I, should not, oh, I can't wait anymore. Uh, uh. Like, that's just not going to be at the top of the list anymore. <laughs> you know? And what do you think helped you get there? Like, let's think about someone who's listening to this going, yeah, that sounds great, but there's no way I could ever get to where she is. Like, was there something that like just shifted for you or like, did anything change that helped you to be like really liberated from that? Um, or was it just, it just eventually just, you just kind of grew into it. Like, I'm sure that's a part of growing into it. I know my last relationship, my last relationship seven years ago was definitely, I even knew before it ended, like, this is the last time I'm going through this. Like I was just so traumatized that I knew that if this relationship didn't work, I was going to be alone for a long ass time. Mm. And um, my mind started to shift to, you know, looking back to the wake of destruction I've I've left behind me with, you know, maybe 10 failed relationships behind me. And I really started to say, Cheryl, it's time for you to look at your role in all of this and take a time out and no more, you know, no more dating, no more sex. You you really got to back up and look at like, where is this all going wrong? And so it's sort of, you know, the years passed where it morphed. And I, I, I think I did try to go on a few dates kind of immediately, but they were, I mean, I was sent home crying. It was just, no, can't do this. You, you're just not ready. And I just stopped doing it. I just stopped contacting or, you know, stopped the sites. And uh, just over the, as the years went by, there was just more and more revelation of, of what I was, you know, my, my, my lack of boundaries, my 
people pleasing, my just doing whatever they wanted and then, and then being pissed off that I wasn't getting what I wanted. Um, yeah. So I built all that stuff up and it takes years. So I had to be alone. I had to build boundaries. I had to build self-esteem. I, I basically had to reconstruct a self because I didn't have a self when I was with them. It was all about them. Oh, yeah. Well said. So now that the self is rebuilt, I, I don't think I'll, you know, of course now, you know, my choices kind of suck. <laughs> and uh, well, I want to ask you, you know, being that you have made this decision for yourself and those are your boundaries, how do you, how are men responding? Like, do you ever get a man who you get to a point in the dialogue with that? I, mean, I don't know if it ever gets that far, but are they supportive of your choices or do you find that they, you know, make fun of you or something because you're, you have, this boundary in place around sex. Like, have you ever come across a man who's like, good for you? You know, I, I really respect that. Like, you no, I mean, no, no. The, the last date I was on, I met this, I met this good looking Frenchman in uh, Manhattan. And uh, I think we made it to three or four dates having the best time wherever we went. Um, but once it, you know, by the fourth date, he walked me to my hotel room and I went to go upstairs and he was kind of, you know, pushing to come up with me. And I was like, no. And, um, and I knew, I knew the way he kissed me and turned his back and walked away. I knew he'd never talk to me again. Mm. And that was pretty much, I was like, I'm done with this, you know? Mm. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I never get the, wow, good for you. I get the, that's not going to work for me. Bye. Like I just, I only, and maybe it's, you know, of course the men I attract, you know, um, but I only get the ones that um, believe the relationship is all about them. And if I'm not doing what they want, they're, they have no use for me. It's yeah. not, it, it's never like a partnership. You know, mm. now, of course, that was a big reason why I had to spend years alone. And, and so that I would kind of stop magnet, you know, stop being a magnet for that. Um, so now I don't think I would attract that. I really don't 100% trust myself now. And I 100% don't even think those guys will swim around me anymore because I don't give out that vibe. But I think I'm sort of in this purgatory place where like nobody's around, you know, like maybe I'm not ready to attract the good men, but I'm definitely not attracting the bad men. So that's a start. Yeah, that is a start. I like how you said that, you know, you're putting a different vibe out or your presentation is such that you're not attractive to, to those type of men anymore. Yeah. And what I say to, to other single women who, 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 who tend to go, oh, you know, they keep, you know, the narcs, the this, the that, you know, the jerks keep coming around. You got to remember, there's a lot of them out there. So you're never going to get to a place where none of them are coming by. They're always going to be walking by, but yeah. you just got to make sure you, you recognize them right away and you let them keep walking. Like you don't entertain anything. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference. Yep. You know, you don't try. Michelle, do you have any pearls of wisdom for us? Um, no, I'm just 
whoever's listening. <laughs> um, yeah, don't. All right, guys. Um, well, I think we've been on for about an hour and a half. So what do you think? I mean, should we kind of wrap it up here or is there another point or a final point maybe anyone wants to make? I'd say it's a good spot to wrap up. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So why don't, why don't we just real quick, we just go around and give one, uh, each of us say something encouraging to women who are out there who are maybe single and in their forties. You want to try that? Just go around and we'll each. I will say, I will go first. Go ahead, Michelle. God loves you. God is going to be your husband. So until you find that right guy. Yeah. I, I would probably say that, um, you know, whether a woman is a believer or not, having that boundary to, not have sex before marriage is possible in today's day and age. And I think kind of like we brushed upon the topic that I think if more women start adhering to that, um, then men will stop thinking they could just have free casual sex with whomever they want, because more and more women will start having respect for themselves and say, you know, I'm going to wait for, for marriage. And if a person doesn't want marriage, that's okay too. Um, but then maybe just really think about what sex means to you, you know, and I think Cheryl, your story is very encouraging that it can be done. Right. Just say no. Just say, yeah. <laughs> just say no. Like the eighties, uh, -huh. uh, drug, drug commercials. Just right. say no. Yeah. Cause it's like, a and, and yeah. And like we were saying t today, maybe consider a shorter, um, courtship. Right rather than having these prolonged years and years of dating before right. getting married, maybe we need to flip that paradigm around a little and, and think in terms of getting really clear about who we are and what we need, sticking to those values and then dating, but shorter periods of time and, and getting married for those who want marriage sooner. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we, didn't, we didn't talk at all about um, men and men's responsibility. Sure, your mic. And, you know, what is it that makes males, you know, not even not even want to ever commit? And you know, I mean, why is society set up for them to just kind of jump around? Um, interview a man, I think. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I would say the most important thing. It's so simple. It's not easy, but it's so simple. If, if we just keep our mindset on our focused on ourselves and what we want, instead of being like, what does he want? What do I have to do to make him happy? What, you know, what, why is he doing that? All of that is irrelevant because you have to remember what you want, what you need, what your limit is. And if someone can't meet you there, then, then you choose, you know, to stop it. Um, so it's really just a mind shift, if anything. And it turns everything around, you know, because you, you matter. Mm. We matter, ladies. All right, guys. So, well, why don't we end here and I will leave our listeners with our email. We have 
a Gmail account. It's un.believer.inbetweener at gmail.com. And we are looking for people to give us some ideas for topics that we can discuss on future upcoming episodes. So if you have any thoughts or ideas, anything you want us to talk about, please send us an email and we definitely will talk about that. Michelle, you want to let people know our Instagram? Yeah, we do have an Instagram page. Um, it is, it's the un.believer underscore inbetweener. That's how you find us on Instagram. All right. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.